0: This is brunch with the Hollowells. Here's a quote from Sean.
1: With the combined semen of these two vampires. Semen? (laughs) Semen.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, that was it, because she gets interrupted. So it's just with the combined semen of these two vampires.
0: I, I I I can't even begin to know who said this.
1: Well, Rob, this is a witch from Well, first there was a movie and I watched the movie and I really liked the movie. And then there was a TV show called What We Do in I the knew Shadows. It. I
0: should have just said that and I oh, I should have just said that's the only vampire story that would say some stupid shit like that i should have just said it i should have just said it okay go ahead
1: her name is lilith she's like barely in the show she's in like one episode but the minute i saw witches were in it i was like i need to bring this to our show i need to i need to bring this to our show
0: that's amazing okay
1: and it was funny because the witches had this whole like contraption for how to extract semen from vampires and then at the end he was like I could just you know have them jerk off into a cup for you oh my
0: god all right well for anyone who has seen that movie or tv show there you go we represented (laughs) you wow all right Brunch with the Hollowells in effect. How is everyone doing out there? This is Sunday Brunch. I hope you're having a wonderful morning or whenever you are listening to our episode. To those that are new to our show, I'm Rob the Charm Fanatic and I'm showing my friend Sean... has never seen this show before, one episode at a time, to tell him this show is amazing. And we are in season five, doing episode 19. We're almost there, Rob. We are almost there. We're almost at the end. Before we get to the episode, I have
1: some exciting news that I wanted to talk about. Rob and I have decided for our Patreons of $3 or more, which is Witch Practitioner, We are going to bring Buffy to the Brunch with the Hollowells treatment. We are going to do an episode just like we run through every Charmed. And the one that I chose specifically because it's one of my favorites is Tabula Rasa. Do you remember that episode, Rob?
0: Of course I remember that episode. Such a good one. So yeah, we thought we would bring... Sean's show Not that it's not my show I love Buffy But this is, you know, a show that is very beloved by Sean And why not bring some of his uh, favorite shows onto our show And, uh, yeah We're gonna do that episode See, you know, how it goes And maybe if we get a good feedback from it We may do more But if you guys want to hear our review of a Buffy episode You just join our Patreon at uh, patreoncom podcast. If you just contribute three dollars or more a month, you will get bonus content, a lot of goody stuff, but you will also have access to this bonus episode. Um, I'm excited. I think it'll be fun, and um, yeah, because it's on Patreon and not to the general public, we'll definitely be doing a lot of different stuff on there that we normally wouldn't do on here. It might be raunchier, it might be dirtier, we may talk more shit, I don't know. Who knows? This is Sean's baby, so we'll find out, and he already gave us two vampire semen, so (laughs) (laughs) you have no idea what we're going to do on this Buffy episode, but it should be a good time.
1: And just to give you like a sneak peek of how much I love this episode, my gamer tag on PlayStation is Randy Giles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That's cool. Well, um, look out for that. That's going to come sometime in December. Uh, December sounds good. Yeah, we'll do it sometime in December. And yeah, yeah. Think about joining. Check us out and see if there's a tier to your liking. All right. So we are doing episode 19. This is Nymphs. Just want to have fun on. <laughs> Original air date is April 20th, 2003. This was written by Andrea Stevens and Doug E. Jones. Directed by Mel Damsky, And guest stars include Catherine Cunningham Eves as Daisy. Susan May Pratt as Miranda. James Woolvelt as Toll and Pat Healy as Xavier back again Eric Dane as Jason Dean with special musical guest Loudermilk Do you know who Loudermilk is
1: I don't I looked them up like cuz I want to see who this band was and I've never heard of them
0: Did you like the song I'll just jump ahead Did you like the song
1: I did it was like my style Yeah, I kind of dug it too, actually. Three nymphs, Daisy, Miranda, and Lily, dance around a fire to music played by a satyr on his pan flute. A demon named Xavier shimmers in and throws fire, killing the satyr. He demands that the nymphs reveal the eternal spring. The nymphs flee and vanish into the woods. The Baymere staff is at a hotel celebrating numerous awards. Phoebe won several, including Bay Area Columnist of the Year. While she hunts for her keys, Jason comes over and suggests she stay the night. Phoebe is reluctant at first, but her resistance breaks down as they talk. They kiss passionately and end up on the
0: couch. All right, Vincent Price. Good read. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Jesus. Did you happen to recognize Miranda? So she was the blonde nymph of the group. I didn't.
1: Is she Pat Healy? Because that sounds really familiar.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Susan May Pratt. She is very recognizable in the late '90s, early 2000s. So she was in Ten Things I Hate About You. She played the Shakespearean sort of fetished damsel who had a thing for Shakespeare and everything about his work. She was also in this movie called Center Stage, and Britney Spears' movie, Drive Me Crazy. I never saw that. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So I worked at a movie theater, and everyone was like, can I get a ticket for the Britney Spears movie? And it had nothing to do with Britney Spears except for the fact that she sang (laughs) her song that is also the title of the movie. This one has Melissa Joan Hart in it. That's... it. God, kids, it's so funny. But, yes, yeah, she starred in all three of those, so she's more recognizable in the 90s or whatever. But I will say this, Sater cute, though. Even though I, I, he was on there for a second, but he was cute. I I like me some Sater. Uh, I looked him up, Sean. He actually was on Buffy for a lot of episodes. So he was in season six, and he played this demon named Merc oh okay so if he was a
1: demon did he have face makeup on
0: yes he had a lot of makeup on you would not recognize this guy at all especially for when that show took place you know like he obviously you know well no i mean this and and Charmed were a little neck and neck to each other but at the same time like you wouldn't recognize him so yeah it looks like you know wb if i've done buffy i can be on charmed right Yep.
1: <laughs> All right. Was it just me or did you find Mr. Dean like a little creepy in the way that he kept telling Phoebe, like, no, you will stay in this place?
0: I think he has this sort of cockiness to him that could definitely come off creepy, but he's just very much trying to be that coal without the suaveness. Like he's he has such the pretty face. But his bad boy routine just isn't working the same way it does with Cole. And it's nothing, you know, negative to him. It's just his character is just written in a way that just has him being like, I'm the boss. I have money. Stay here, as I say. And it just doesn't come off romantic, but Phoebe seems to like it.
1: Yeah, she likes
0: a certain type of guy. (laughs) So Piper is making a sleeping remedy for Wyatt. He wakes up every 15 minutes the night before, and Paige has reorganized the herb counter to separate their cooking herbs and spices from the ones that they use for potions. She's taken on many of Piper's duties as lead witch with Piper on maternity leave, but Piper doesn't think she needs to do so. With Leo helping out, Phoebe tries to slink into the manor unnoticed. But Piper and Paige bust her on it and force her to spill the beans about the night before. Phoebe is nervous that sleeping with her boss could ruin her job prospects. She think? Leo orbs in with word from the elders that nymphs have been spotted downtown, which is unusual as they usually stay in the woods unless driven out. So... I never really understood this whole walk of shame thing. The fact that it's shameful, you know, cause I know like this usually is a term like in college, you know, people would just be like, "Oh, the walk of shame, blah, blah, blah. But my thing is, it's not like they're all waiting, you know, they're waiting to get married for sex. Like, I would be praised to have sex and go home the next morning. I'd be like, I had sex? You didn't. Why is that shameful? I just had sex, and so
1: good. Although there was one time uh, <laughs> Chris and I were hanging out at my mom's house with just my mom home, and my parents were supposed to be on vacation, but they canceled their trip. And my sister came home with a hangover, carrying Del Taco. And like right when she walked in, I'm like, Jenny, mom's home. <laughs> trying to give her a warning. And my mom went, and where were you, young lady? And she just said, out. <laughs> and then she <laughs> continued walking upstairs. I knew what she did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just different. I just don't see any shame. And I, I, I don't know. But I guess you're meant to feel like bad for sleeping with a person that you barely know or something i don't know what the deal is do you use the walk of shame term
1: i don't like i'm with you i don't think there's any shame in it so i would rather like celebrate like in my sister's case i know what she's up to and get a girl
0: right <laughs> no but i love how um phoebe's like yeah i slept with my boss and piper's like jason no elise yes jason <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> that was so good <laughs>
1: I don't know about you, Rob, but I, like, did a double take with Phoebe in this dress with her hair, like, kind of parted the way it is. I was like, she looks so much like Prue right now, and they're not even related. And she would probably hate me for saying that.
0: Oh, that's so cute, but she probably would. But that's cute. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. I mean, they're supposed to be sisters, right? Why not, you know, have a moment where one looks like the other? I totally get Mm -hmm. that. But... We are um, aware of our B plot of the episode, and that is Piper doesn't want to be excluded from Wiccan duties and starts to notice Paige taking on this lead role that uh, she was used to having. Does she not want to share the spotlight or do you think she's just very restless and wants to get her hands dirty again?
1: Yeah, I feel like she's been so like busy with Wyatt who again is like nowhere to be seen but um she's not doing her witch duties so she's probably like upset with herself and taking it out on Paige for like Paige like stepping up
0: and at this point of the episode it definitely makes sense to say that so yeah I you know I We know Piper. Piper really doesn't like to be on the sidelines. Even while she was pregnant, she wanted to fight demons every single day. So, I mean, this is definitely textbook for her.
1: Yeah. The nymphs are frolicking in front of a fountain. Frolicking in front of a fountain, Rob. Frolicking front (laughs) fountain. In City Plaza, dancing to the tune of a street musician's flute, thinking he is their satyr. They complain that he is not playing the right melody, unaware that he is not their satyr. The demon Xavier spots them through the crowd, unknown to the nymphs. A cop breaks up the festivities, and the nymphs flee into the woods. Xavier's brother, Tull, is trying to lure the nymphs (laughs) out of hiding, but playing the satyr's flute and making the nymphs think he's their new satyr. Xavier thinks it's pointless, telling him only real satyrs can master the flute. (laughs) I never thought I'd say that term, master the flute. So dramatic. (laughs) Yeah. He wants to find the eternal spring so he and Tol can become immortal and avenge their father, Naiads, who died at the hands of the nymphs long ago. Xavier thinks the nymphs will come back to the fountain and frolic in the water at midnight. Toll wants to come with Xavier to help catch the nymphs at midnight. However, Xavier tells him to stay and practice the flutes. And boy, oh boy, Rob, do I have the history lesson for you? And boy, oh boy, does it fit this episode with vampire semen and everything else going on? Is
0: it the history of the flute? It's (laughs) the skin flute.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the history of satyrs. And one thing that it says right away apparently was like a big deal about them when they first came out is that they had an exaggerated erection.
0: What? Yeah. That's okay. Okay, elaborate.
1: Because they were part animal, like usually I guess horse or goat, they like modeled their penis off of that animal, which we all know like hung like a horse is a thing for a reason, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting cuz like I guess a lot of the history supposedly comes from the Hebrew Bible, where they were seen more as like a demonic creature. And then over time, they turned more into a fanciful, like almost fairy-like creature that we know them more as today.
0: So were they also associated with wood nymphs and playing the flute and all that jazz? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that is something I would not have guessed. Too bad they didn't like make this guy, you know, like half animal like in the lore, but... I mean, this is a comedy. You know, I want to see his,
1: erag- his exaggerated erection. <laughs>
0: exaggerated. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. Well, there you go. Those are satyrs. I can tell you that's not in the Book of Shadows. So thanks, Sean, for your history <laughs> lesson today. You're welcome. I forgot that wood nymphs in this show are so clueless. Just assuming anybody who's playing a flute is a satyr. I call that profiling, and I will not have it in Charmed, okay? <laughs> Had I seen these women, though, dancing around some dude in San Francisco, let alone LA, I'd have been like, what is wrong with them? And then just kept walking. This is not a showstopper, people. Did you see the kind of crowd it created? It's like, like, LA has never had anything fun happen to them whatsoever, or San Francisco. (laughs) I'm like, why That's very is true. why is this a crowd thing? I mean, all <laughs> of these people were just like, ooh, look at that! Three women are dancing behind a dude in a... Fl-. I was like, can we move on? I don't know. I could be a little jaded being in LA because that Hollywood Strip is insane with performers and people gathering to watch people draw and spray paint, which I think is a wonderful art. But it's just like, come on, move out of the way. I'm grumpy, I know, I got, and I need to move I got- on. <laughs>
1: I got chased down by Spongebob once because he swore I took a picture of him and didn't pay. So, like, seeing people dance around someone with a flute, that's nothing.
0: What was he going to do if he caught you? I don't know.
1: He just kept being like, I know you took a picture. And you took-. I'm like, I didn't take a damn picture.
0: God, I'm surprised you don't have <laughs> nightmares of that shit. Those outfits are dirty. They don't wash them. They just rent them out, and they just look all raggedy the way they were brought back in. Oh, it's so gross. So, I've always wondered this. I wonder exactly how toll and xavier's father died and who were they avenging like who are they going after they didn't mention the charm ones at all so did wood nymphs kill them but they don't they aren't killers they're pacifists so it's just like what happened to the dad and i tried to look it up i didn't find anything so Charmy's out there if there is any history whatsoever to point out exactly why are they avenging his dad and to who they were gonna go after once immortal please let us know because i would love to know phoebe wants to get her laptop and get out so she can work from home oh and her asking Paige to just go and get it just go and orb there i'm like woman you need to figure out some other powers, because i ain't no like you better permonition your ass over there do what you got to do but You can't be asking me to do stuff like this all the time. Right, personal gain much? Personal gain much. But Jason reminds her that there is a staff meeting. Phoebe wants to break off their relationship, but Jason doesn't see a problem and tells her that she's amazing. A reporter spots the nymphs, uh, or the Godiva girls, as he calls them, dancing downtown. And Phoebe slinks, there's that word again, slinks back out. Piper scries for the demon that flushed out the nymph while Paige works on a spell using the four elements, water, fire, wind, and earth, to locate the nymph's home. Piper and Paige clash a little over the different, um, over their differing methods. And Piper goes to consult the Book of Shadows and notices that Paige has indexed... <laughs> it with tabs page did it to help take the load off piper but piper is none too pleased that page is taking over his lead witch and then phoebe calls to report that the nymphs are all over the news all right so two things here that i have first color coding the book i've actually seen bibles with color coded before and also like highlighters in there which i think is bad but (laughs) I don't know what do you think about like Paige organizing the book like this I'm actually more on Paige only because I'm I I don't use tabs like she did but I am a very organized person I like lists and things in a certain order and labeled so I get it what do you think Sean
1: yeah I'm very meticulous especially like I have this one card game that has, I think it's 23 expansion decks now. So yeah, I'm very meticulous about putting stuff in order because how else are you going to find something quickly <laughs> with that many things? And I've always been this way. My movies are always alphabetical, my video games. And some people, it's funny, have like called me on it over the years. Like Somebody called me like, obsessive compulsive but then the minute somebody needs to find something boy are they thankful that i put stuff in order
0: i will have order i will have order <laughs> i mean seriously who doesn't put their stuff in good order i've i've se- tried to do the color thing on a shelf once and it drove me insane i was like i, I can't do this but it looked pretty but i can't do it i need stuff in an order um, also, what a missed opportunity for a premonition. It, the TV did Phoebe's job. She's calling about nymphs being downtown. She should have got a premonition about that instead of seeing it on TV. Boo. That's true. Boo. Yeah, shenanigans. Yeah, very shenanigans for me. Piper
1: and Paige head to City Plaza that night, even though Paige thinks it would be far too risky for the nymphs to show up. At the stroke of midnight, the nymphs fade into the fountain and start playing. Xavier shows up seconds later and kills Lily. He demands the location of the eternal spring once more. Piper and Paige come out from around the corner. Piper tries to blow up Xavier, but only succeeds in blowing off his arm. Piper, Paige, and the nymphs orb out. Back at the manor, Daisy and Miranda want to get back outside so they can find their satyr and also to keep from suffocating, saying that they are born to be wild. Leo comes in, and the nymphs fawn over <laughs> I get it, fawn over him, because the satyrs have fawn <laughs> over him before Piper tells them he's married. Piper and Paige don't understand why Daisy and Miranda aren't mourning Lily's death, but the nymphs say that death is part of nature. However... They need a third nymph to do their dance or they might not find their new satyr. They don't know who the demon is, but they assume he wants to drink from the eternal spring to become immortal.
0: All right, Sean. So when it comes to death, do you mourn or do you celebrate? Or do you think there's a respect to do one or the other?
1: I I would want to be somewhere in the middle where you need to like mourn and take your time to be sad. But like, also celebrate the person for being like in my imagination when I die I just want to be burned I don't care what you do with me I don't care if you take all my organs and put them in people who need them because my body's done and I just want people to remember like the happiness they had with me but I think mourning is a process that you're not going to get around
0: Yeah, I mean, I respect anybody's sort of process, however original or unique it is to their own to, you know, deal with a loss. Uh, I've technically been to a celebratory funeral before. I mean, it wasn't like we threw a party or anything. We still had the traditional funeral, but it wasn't all dressed in black and, you know we were told to wear like bright colors or something comfortable. And then also when you go up to speak to obviously talk about things that, you know, you loved about that person and celebrate them and reception and all that jazz. But it, I don't know if celebrating it is the, is the removal of a funeral. What do you think is, do you think there's a, there's a certain way of celebrating? Should there not be a funeral?
1: Mm, I think there should be a funeral because I think if people cared deeply for the person who passed, like there should be a chance to kind of like say a spiritual goodbye, whether it be to like an open casket or just even feeling that the deceased person is like there in the room with you because you're all together for that person. So I think there should be a funeral.
0: Okay. So, I also wanted to bring up, as Piper and Paige were sort of scoping out the fountain, waiting for a demon to attack, a demon came, took out one of the nymphs, and then they moved in. Do you think they should have just moved in sooner? And, you know, obviously they couldn't predict one of them dying, but, like, did you notice how expendable that they were at that scene?
1: Yeah, I did, and I had that same thought, like now you take action now a warning
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it sucks but again the way that they sort of covered it up with the nymphs sort of celebrating her i guess makes up for it but it was just so easy to be like okay now we got to go in and i'm like you just lost an innocent what happened but when they get to the house though notice how leo did not move an inch while they were still (laughs) trying to grope him (laughs) I just thought that was funny. I was like, Leo, you could have moved two inches to the left, but no, you stayed right where you are.
1: (laughs) I get it. Yeah, he's not getting the attention from Piper, so he's got to get
0: it somewhere. They were actually really cute this episode. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Oh, it's my turn. Duh. Phoebe walks in with flowers Jason left on the porch. However, she's more interested in the demon. Paige claims Piper... Let him get away, but Piper claims that the demons don't always blow up the way she wants them to. Phoebe can't understand why they're fighting, and Piper thinks Paige is trying to become lead witch. But Paige says that she's only taken on so much of Piper's duties while Piper was on maternity leave. Leo goes up to check on Wyatt, leaving the nymphs to in the sisters' hands. Piper and Paige argue over who should go and check the book. However, the nymphs take an interest in Paige and ask her to stay with them while Paige looks suspicious. All right, Sean. So you watched early, didn't you?
1: Oh, no, that was totally just a guess,
0: girl. Oh, okay, Fair enough. Well, Toll is tending to Xavier and vows to make the nymphs pay. Xavier doesn't think Toll is nearly strong enough to take on the sisters, but Toll says that he will be, once he drinks from the spring. He still believes that he can rook the nymphs into thinking he's their new satyr. So Paige at this point is clapping back now, and it seems that there's a little resentment at this point in the episode. I am remembering a time when Phoebe was taken for granted. Do you remember when she was expected to do all of the house chores because she didn't have a job? This oh, yeah, I do. Is, yeah, this is kind of like a little similar in the fact that because Paige doesn't have a job, Paige is actually deciding that she is supposed to be doing all of this because she's not doing much of anything else. And I definitely see her you know, doing this for her sister, but there seems to be, I guess, what, not enough appreciation for it because later we find out, you know, she's like, well, I'm doing all this work and I'm never having fun, but it's like, you've chosen this role, right?
1: Right. She has.
0: So this time Paige is choosing, do you think that she's power hungry or is she really trying to be as sensitive to Piper wanting to, you know, be with the baby and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, I feel like it. it's coming down to she's not feeling like she's part of the family. So she sees a um, an opening to get more involved. She sees, oh, Piper can use some help. So I'm going to step it up and I'm going to help her. So I don't think there's anything malicious. I do think she's just truly trying to, you know, show her worth as a Hollowell's sister and help where she can
0: yeah I can I can see that and and what is this deal with a lead witch like this is I think the only time I've ever heard this Piper may be the oldest and I guess more experienced given that she has actual active power but it's like when did this lead witch thing come in
1: yeah it was very sudden they haven't mentioned that at all throughout this whole show really
0: But I guess it's just apparent that Piper is the lead witch. And um, I mean, I guess you can say Prue was definitely the lead witch. But you know what's funny? I, I always looked at the dynamic of those three in the first three years as somewhat of a rank in their... As them as actresses, not as witches. So, like, remember when I sort of made a point of, like, Prue is always... Having stuff happen to her. She's the one that usually comes and saves the day. And yes, as an older sister, it was her role to be that protective. But I also associated it meta-wise that Shannon Doherty is Shannon Doherty. So she's obviously going to be given a lot of opportunity to become that bitch, that witch, you know, and... We always saw her as the lead, and now, you know, with her gone, I, you know, Piper takes that on, but it's just funny how there has to be a lead witch now.
1: Piper is still frustrated at Paige's defacing the book. Leo comes in and suspects that the real issue is that both Piper and Paige are competing with each other. He thinks Paige is giving Piper a chance to live a dream of having a more normal life and picking up the slack since Piper has a bebe. I didn't even think about that. That's true. Like The whole time she's whining about having a normal life, and then she gets it. She's like, I don't want this.
0: <laughs> I love it. Leo was spreading that gospel truth. I love his speech. It, it was so good, and it was so true. Like, Take advantage of this free time, girl.
1: Paige has made a vanquishing potion just in case Xavier shows up again. The nymphs fawn over the roses and discuss Paige. The doorbell rings, and Jason is at the door with pa- door. With Paige alone in the kitchen, the nymphs kiss her and turn her into a nymph. While Phoebe tries to shoo Jason away, the nymphs, including Paige, prance into the room and fawn over Jason before heading out, creating an awkward moment for Phoebe and confusing Jason. She finally succeeds in getting Jason out the door.
0: Jason hears a bunch of giggling women in another room, and he just demands to know what the hell that is. First of all, who is you? And second, how dare you? Like, none of your business. I just love the fact that he just inserted himself into this whole thing. Like, I demand what's going on. That was a little weird for him to find out that way. But I just thought that was kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I can see that. He's You're right. He's very, like, bossy. And sometimes it's okay. And sometimes it comes off as kind of like shut up what's what business is that of yours i know
0: um but at this point of the episode i actually consider the nymphs to be evil they're no longer innocents to me i'm sorry they are disrupting the power of three like oh yeah we're just gonna take one of them and make them our own and not one of you and forget that demons are after you now since i've added to your freaking plight Like, I didn't even ask to be a part of this little mission of yours, but you're also, they're potentially exposing magic by, you know, dancing and disappearing into thin air in the city. I just was like, these nymphs are some selfish bitches to be walking around and not care of anything and just, you know, they're meant to be wild and roam free. I was like, yeah, y'all are evil now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the nymphs visit P3, where Loudermilk is playing. It was Paige's idea, and she remembers they only need to dance to find their satyr. Leo can't sense Paige, and since she isn't a witch anymore, Piper is kicking herself for trying to be one in control. While Phoebe is worried, the mirror is going to expose the nymphs. Leo gets a call on the phone, and the nymphs are at P3. So Piper, Phoebe, and Leo arrive to find the nymphs on the stage, dancing with the band. They beg Paige to come down with them, and Paige, uh, but Paige wants to find her satyr. She also doesn't think that Piper and Phoebe need her, but Piper assures her that her sisters do need her after all. Suddenly, the nymphs hear the pipes of a satyr and head to him. The satyr turns out to be Toll, playing the pan flute at the city plaza fountain, and the nymphs appear and dance around him. So Sean, Paige now has officially has a a dance move. She has a very similar way of dancing and she can be seen doing this in her very first episode in season four. I want to say that there was a point in the opening credits where she also dances, but she does this like side hand move thing. And I don't know if you noticed her dancing on stage, but it's the exact same move she pulls in other episodes. So I'm like, that's considered the page dance now.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to watch for it.
0: Um, but I do love, love the green number that Paige is wearing.
1: Yeah, especially without a bra with her titties hanging
0: out. <laughs> I It's better than that sheer green thing that she wore a little bit ago. But um, no, <laughs> I, I do like this dress that she has on. It's pretty. It's pretty.
1: I have to point out, I love the part <laughs> when the nymphs run to find their satyr and they like do this weird like skip hop off screen and they make this noise like, yeah, yeah.
0: I was laughing so hard. They do that all the time. It doesn't matter what emotion they're feeling, they're going to be running <laughs> exactly like that. They stayed in character. I loved it. The next
1: day, Piper, Phoebe, and Leah are having no luck finding Paige. Piper thinks she pushed Paige out, but Leo thinks the nymphs played on Paige's desire to have more fun, but is then called away by Baby Wyatt. Piper remembers the spell Paige was working on with the four elements and decides it's worth a try. They find a bottle of water, a fan, wind, and a lighter, fire, while Piper goes to get some dirt, earth. Heart. Jason calls Phoebe. He's got a picture of Paige and the Nymphs dancing at P3, but is apprehensive about running it out of respect for Phoebe. He wants to know what's going on, but Phoebe hangs
0: up. How cute. What do you think about Phoebe and how she's handling this aftermath of sleeping with her boss? I mean, she won't talk to him at all throughout this whole episode, and now she's resorted to hanging up on him which is a huge pet peeve of mine. What do you think of what's going on here?
1: Yeah, it's not good. Like, I understand where it's coming from. Like, we just saw her go through this huge thing with Cole, and obviously she doesn't want to, like, rush into something, but treating it the way she is isn't great.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I'm not... Taking sides, but this is just not a way to do it, especially because you guys work together. You can't escape from one another. And she's lucky to be in the exact position that she is at work to just run off and do whatever. Thank God she stayed for the staff meeting because that would have been like real too much privilege. But at the same time, it's like you do have to talk about it. And again, tell me where in the episode where she was actually needed to the point to where she couldn't talk about it. Why did they need her in this episode? That's true, they didn't. No, I mean, and I was looking for it. I'm like, is she vital to anything that's going on except for the fact of moral support and another, you know, mind to, you know, carry out ideas, but, you know, she didn't even, like, fight in this episode. Like, she handled a potion very well, I might add. She's got great aim, but it's like, she could have stepped away and talked with him about this, my opinion, anyways. So the nymphs lead Toll into the woods. Daisy and Miranda try to shower Toll with gifts, but he's frustrated and only interested in the spring. Paige is very suspicious, but Toll gets angry at her, and Daisy and Miranda remind her that it is her place is to care for the satyr, not question, saying it's in their nature. Daisy and Miranda lay hands on a rock, and the internal spring appears. I do kind of like the effect of how they got to the spring.
1: Yeah, that was cool. That was some season five money again.
0: (laughs) Piper and Phoebe track down Xavier, and they demand to know where the nymphs are, but Xavier says Toll already found them. Phoebe is about to throw the potion, but Xavier claims he'll tell them where they are. However, he hurls fire and instead and piper and phoebe dive out of the way and phoebe throws the potion vanquishing xavier
1: Toll drinks from the spring page remembers no one is supposed to drink from it Toll reveals who he really is and goes in on the nymphs page turns human again Toll clocks Paige, causing her to hit her head on a rock. Like, she went flying,
0: girl. She she always goes flying. That stunt double loves playing Paige. Like, can we just have her fly away (laughs) again so I can just be in this show?
1: (laughs) He starts to fill up a bottle with water for Xavier, but the nymphs close the spring and vanish. Toll shimmers over to where Xavier was, but finds Piper and Phoebe waiting for him. They demand to know where Paige is, but Tull replies by throwing fire at them. Piper blasts at the fire, causing a rebound, which sends all three to the ground. Phoebe throws the potion, but it has no effect. Tull is now invincible. Piper tries to blow him up to no avail. Piper and Phoebe call for the nymphs who come out of the woods and take them to the spring's location. Look at that, everybody. Paige is too smart to be a nymph. She's a smart woman, and she defeated being a nymph because she's smart.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it was when she was told that she's not to question a man. That zapped her out of it. She's like, what? What? Say what now? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm some man's bitch. Oh, no. We are not doing that today. (laughs) And then then she got clocked.
1: (laughs) The sater was like, aren't you the one who died in a garage door?
0: (laughs) I know. Oh, stop. You are so (laughs) horrible. They find Paige bleeding badly from her head. Phoebe is about to call for Leo, but Miranda heals her with a drop of water from the spring that she carries around her neck. Toll storms in screaming revenge and Piper and Paige improvise a spell and turn Toll into a tree changing seasons changes all life renews a as creation call nothing is immune everything transmutes so take this demon and give him roots i thought this was very messed up to turn him into a tree it looked painful and seeing his face with his mouth open was super creepy
1: yeah, it was. And I mean, it wasn't like the best effects, but it still looked cool for what it was because you don't know what a person turning into a tree is going to look like. But I liked it how they made like the bark growing up him as it solidified, I guess, is the best way to describe it. But she
0: totally <laughs> <laughs> Hollow ground, bitch. Hollow ground. No, I get it. The The effects weren't that great. But, I mean, it's funny that this demon turned into a beautiful tree.
1: That's true. He <laughs> should have been like a willow.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the nymphs can't figure out how to protect the forest without a satyr. But the sisters tell them that now's a good time, as any, to make a change. Paige heads out with one of the guys from Louder Milk. She and Piper have decided to split Piper's old old duties so Piper can have more time with Wyatt. I love this scene because of the fact that Paige comes in and the parents are like, shh, we got the baby to sleep. And then when Paige leaves, we find Leo and Piper, you know, like messing around with each other. And they're loud as hell. (laughs) But we don't see the (laughs) baby wake up. I was like, Leo, shh, the baby. (laughs) Phoebe heads to the office to find Jason there. The next day's edition is running a story about the Godiva girls with no mention of Paige. He wants to know more about what Paige is into, but Phoebe only answers with kisses. So, we are now at the point of the relationship where Phoebe is going to start lying every single time she is confronted about her family and is now keeping secrets. So, you know what's going on, Sean, but if you were Jason and she's avoiding the issue, would you still trust her and let it go? Or is this something that would become important to you?
1: For me, it would be a problem. Like I can usually sense when somebody's withholding truth or, let's just say it, lying. So if if you're gonna keep like not answering my question, then I'm going to assume the worst because that's what I do.
0: (laughs) No, that's fair. Uh, Yeah, this would be something that I would not forget. I would keep it on the back of my head and just notice if there's going to be a pattern after this because it was weird, you know, Mm -hmm. but I do agree with him not printing the story. I think when a story like that and everybody has it except for you, I don't think it makes you less of a paper. I think this is one story they could have done without, to be honest.
1: Yeah, and it's not like... Not everybody knows that Paige was involved because I think only him and the sisters actually saw when she got involved. So I like that he created kind of a win-win for both of them. He still got the story, and he didn't have to expose that he knew that.
0: Yeah. So at this point, though, Sean... Phoebe and Jason, should they have just put a stop to it, or do you still think there's hope for things to get better? Should they just keep going?
1: Mm, I'm going to predict that I think it's going to end in ruins, and I think it's because she's not wanting to be honest with him, and she's like not ready to move on from what she went through with Cole.
0: Okay, now would you put a stop to it at this point, or would you still continue to try and make it work? It seemed that they got to a... Sort of compromised at this point, and yes, he is cocky, but I don't think we've seen him really use his authority in that way in in the form of relationship, especially because he's sort of did her solid. So I think he's really trying to make this work.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see them together, especially since like at the very end, the plant like blossomed when they kissed. So I'm guessing that's a good sign for them magically. And the reason I think they work is, I mean, I guess since the beginning I've said this, I kind of feel like I'm similar to Phoebe in that we're both very, like, ruled by our emotions and don't always think stuff through. And, like, I've noticed a good balance for me is someone who knows how to, like, manage my, <laughs> my, um what's the word? Like, not temper tantrum, but sometimes I get, like, sad or, like, weird and, like, I need someone who knows just to kind of ignore me. Let me whine a little bit and just say, oh, that's too bad, and then ignore it so it goes away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, again, maybe this will be something to start really good because of, you know, sort of that balance that they have with letting each other check each other. Uh, so far, I think they've, they've done pretty well with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Sean, so that was... Nymphs just want to have fun. What did you think of this episode?
1: So I guess it had to eventually happen again, Rob, but (laughs) I did not think this one was worth the wait. I would catch it late.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you. This has never really been one of my favorite episodes. Um, Tell us why, Sean. So I feel like the nymphs to me weren't that
1: interesting, and I feel in a lot of ways they kind of like set back the whole kind of like woman's power movement we have in this show like just seeing them be so stupid and then the (laughs) fact that like Paige got turned into one and like she defeated the power of being a nymph with like what we said like smarts and with not wanting to be ruled by a man like I'm like that's that's like writing for like the 60s or 70s you know and then on top of that I just I didn't love the whole story of like, Paige versus Piper. It kind of makes sense for where they are with Wyatt. But I feel like that was more like, beginning of season five thread. Like, I feel like we already worked through that. So it kind of came as a shock that we were back to that storyline in this one.
0: So there was a little bit of a sibling sort of theme with this episode, given that we were dealing with two brothers as villains, one underestimating the other saying, oh yeah, you, you know, you're not going to be able to fool them with your flute. And he was like, watch me, brother, you know, and then we have these sisters who are trying to over, you know, compensate and, and overpower the other. And so I don't know if that was an angle that they had with this episode, but, I didn't really feel this storyline either, and then just on top of it all, like none of it was very charmed related. Not charm related. Charmed ones related. Like the charm ones didn't do anything. They weren't after the charm ones. It just seemed like this thing was just happening, and they just happened to be involved because of the potential of magic being exposed, and yeah, that's they good didn't. Point. Re- They didn't really even dive into the possibility of the nymphs exposing. They just disappeared, but they didn't really touch on that. And then, on top of that, again, we still don't even know, like, why these two brothers wanted, you know, revenge on... Well, I mean, we know why, because they killed a dad, but I was like, can we get more of that? Like, I don't know what was happening. So, not to say that this is a filler episode, but there wasn't much going on to warrant all of this, like... Madness that was going on in town, you know?
1: But I will say it's not as bad as the wedding episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fair. Speaking of, I want to touch on the notes that I found interesting from this episode. So, uh, Naughty Nymphs was the working title for this episode, but it is the official title of the episode in the UK. Oh, So Paul Rudditz, uh, who is a writer of a few Charmed novels and the Charmed comics, this is his least favorite episode. Rose McGowan also expressed dislike to this episode as well. <laughs> and I think, for obvious reasons, Sean, you pointed out everything she's totally against. So uh, it is also the lowest ranked episode of Charmed on TV.com at the time, with a ranking of only seven point three. So I think a lot of people didn't really feel this one either.
1: Yeah, it's it like it wasn't bad, but like it just didn't do much.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think it's a compliment to where the show has gone so far. And Sean, you have an expectation of of this show being good. And so you notice when there is a step back and that, you know, the show can be better. So I take that as a compliment and I'm glad that you have an expectation that they can continue doing good. You know, mm-hmm. the fountain that the nymphs danced in was actually filmed. March 8th, 2003, in Pasadena at City Hall. Wow, the, I yeah, used to live there. I know, I want to see this fountain now. So the courtyard and fountain is actually found on the back side of City Hall, facing um, Euclid Street and All Saints Church. The bunyip is mentioned again, and Phoebe mentioned it in Chick Flick, and it was shown on a page of the book Shadows in Morality Bites. So this is the third time we they mentioned this and we still never get to see this monster <laughs> the title of the episode is a reference to sydney lopper's 1983 hit girls just want to have fun or possibly the movie of the same name which starred shannon doherty oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right sean it is time for the man meter of the hots Let's talk Hot Men. <laughs> it's raining All right, so we do have quite a list today. Let's get through them here. Let's talk about our two brothers, Xavier and Toll, played by Pat Healy and James Wilvet. Do any of our Demons of the Week make your top ten list this week? No, no, no. Nobody, nobody. Nope. Okay, all right, let's move on, because I'm not putting him on my list. Uh, (laughs) How about our satyr, Todd Duffy?
1: He does
0: not. I thought he was such a cutie, but does that mean that he's cuter than Dex? Nope, 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 nope. I am not putting him off my list just yet. Uh, But we do have Band Manager, played by Jason LeSater. Now, he was cute.
1: Oh, yeah, he was, but he still doesn't make it.
0: He kind of looked like um that. Was he Australian or English? You remember Paige's boyfriend, the one that she couldn't like finish with, and they kept trying and trying. And oh, they, yeah. Yeah, they kind of have similar looks, if I remember correctly. But I thought he was kind of cute, too. But I'm not going to put him on my list this week. Then we have the very handsome... Officer who showed up on the scene first when the nymphs ended up downtown. Now this is played by D J Lockhart. I don't know if you rec- or not recognize. I don't know if you noticed him, Sean. But would this gentleman make your top ten list?
1: Didn't notice him, so I'm oh. gonna assume no.
0: He is so handsome, God. But he's no Daryl, so I'm not <laughs> going to put him on my list. But I just want to point out he was a very handsome officer. So
1: I do want to point out Kate. Koro, I think is how you say it, who played Daisy. Mm -hmm. I'm putting her on my potential prettiest woman list.
0: Oh, nice. Awesome. Yes, everyone, please remember, in addition to Hot Man, we are putting one female and most adorable on your list as well. So, awesome. And since our list didn't get shaken up, uh, our list stays the same. But how about all of you? Make sure to keep your list... Updated. We are just almost at the end of the season, so I'm gonna ask for all of your lists to be submitted, and then I will make a charming hot man meter of season five. Now let's move on to the MVP of the week. Yep. Sean, who's MVP?
1: For this episode, no one robs. <laughs> Hater. Um, I would give it to I'd give it to Paige, because even like, with Rose not liking the episode for what we talked about, like she still brought her acting chops. She still looked awesome in her nymph outfit. And like she used the power of thinking to overcome. So get it, girl. Woman's rights.
0: <laughs> no, that's fair. I Yeah, there's nobody to give it to but Paige. I, she was the only woman to do something like remotely cool or smart in this episode (laughs) yeah I can't really give it to anybody else but if Phoebe had gotten a premonition she might have gotten MVP this week but yeah I'm gonna give it to Paige also I have some numbers for you all right everyone who's playing in our lottery for the charmed villain battle let me tell you how it's going so I have the numbers for last week First up, Matthew Tate versus Tempest. Sean, who did you have on your list? I had Tempest, Rob. Uh, (laughs) Yes, of course, I picked Matthew Tate. I find him super, super hot, and I just loved his episode and storyline. But it turns out with 62%, Tempest took the win. I'm (laughs) so angry at this. I cannot believe he lost. I don't know what it is about Tim. Tim didn't do shit, but I guess he won them over. All right, then we have our ghost battle. This is Jackson Ward from Alcatraz versus the Lang Brothers. I chose Jackson Ward, while Sean chose the Lang Brothers, and with 60%, the Lang Brothers. Bam, two for two. Two for two. Now we move on to Troxa and Yenlo. All right. I chose Troxa and Sean chose Yenlo. Another 60% goes to who do you think, Sean? Yenlo. Troxa, bitch. You ain't Ah. that good. (laughs) Troxa won. Thank God I got one win out of this. But I'm sad to see Yenlo go. Then we have our Femme Fatales. This is the Siren versus Kaya. Sean showed a huge likeness for Kaya during her episode, so of course he chose Kaya while <laughs> I'll, I chose Siren to battle. 90.5%, uh, Sean, went to the Siren. She got wow. smoked. Oh, my God. I am alone in loving Kaya. Apparently, I feel so betrayed. Well, I wonder if she went up against anybody else, she would have won. But apparently the siren was just too good.
1: You know what? When I'm crying myself to sleep later, I'm going to be thinking of all of our listeners who didn't vote for Kaya.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So make sure to check Twitter, BWTH Podcast, for our next set of charmed demon battles or villain battles. We are in round two two as of right now all of the winners of this first round are going to be mashed up with other villains just make sure to to vote and then also on wednesdays only look to instagram for a poll if you guys don't have twitter and vote for your favorite villain then in our insta stories we're at brunch with the Hollowells, all one word on instagram next week on charmed Sense and sense ability. And I want to point out, Sean, the play on words. Sensibility is not one word, it's sense and then the word ability. That makes
1: me wonder if it's something with like Phoebe centric and something to do with her premonition power, like sense ability. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. And maybe there's going to be like big hoop dresses since it's sense and sensibility.
0: fair enough okay well i will have you know whatever this episode is about it is rob's favoriteest episode of the entire series we made it to my favorite episode ever i am so excited to talk about this episode sean you are going to laugh your fucking ass off this episode is so (laughs) funny and it's so good and i freaking love it i love it i love it uh i cannot wait i cannot wait all right so that is gonna do it for our show charmies thank you so much for listening this week we always appreciate you coming back send your wonderful messages and feedback to our show we are now on pod chaser pod chaser is a great it's like podcast yelp Basically, so if you show love on there, anybody who looks up our show on Podchaser will definitely see that we are killing it for this original Charmed show. So show some love there. We also would love for you to show your feedback and reviews on any podcast app you listen to our show. Make sure to come back next Sunday for an all new episode. Sean, say goodbye to the Charmies. I love you. WB's Big Sunday, All-New Charm. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. The monkey stole my hearing. Where are you? Uh, What do we do? Oh, Paige is proposing violence against the monkey. A primitive curse can only mean one thing.
1: This is either someone's sick joke or someone's working on a massive evil plan.
0: All-New Charm, part of a two-hour event.